Hi, everyone. We're back from the lobby with Jack O'Donnell. This podcast gives listeners a behind-the-scenes look at politics with Jack, managing partner of O'Donnell and Associates, a top New York government relations firm that's helping businesses all over the country reach their goals. I'm Joanna Passeri, Director of Communications at O'Donnell and Associates. The midterm elections are over and now it's time to deconstruct the results. Where do we stand in New York and Washington after voters have had their say? Let's bring in Jack for his expert analysis. Hi, Jack. Hi, Joanna. Good to be back with you uh, from the lobby. Let's start with the Empire State. Despite polls showing a close race, Governor Hochul pulls out a win over Republican Lee Zeldin. What went her way in the end? Well, I think if we look closely, especially at the public polling, um, most of it, most of it was pretty close. Um, she won by about six points, and 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 I think that's where we saw things going. I mean, look, um, Lee Zeldin ran a spirited campaign and and really gave her a run for her money. He did as well as um, any Republican has since since 1994 when George Pataki first won. Um, but at the end of the day, um, New York's a Democratic state. And I think um, Hochul was able to get um, a number of uh, base Democratic voters out, um, especially African-Americans in New York City. Um, and some of the upstate cities really rallied to her. I think those close polls um, probably got some folks moving, certainly got some party committees moving uh, and helped contribute to her win at the end of the day. Why do you think uh, Zeldin was able to make some inroads for Republicans in this blue state? Well, I I, I think um, red and blue is changing and there are big parts of the state that are, are more purple, uh, especially, especially Long Island, even if folks voter registrations um, haven't changed so much. Um, but look, Hochul came in under very difficult circumstances, right? Replacing Andrew Cuomo um, during a, a, a resignation and an investigation and and then frankly had um, um, Cuomo and his team trying to uh, undercut her, um, the first woman um, to, to be elected governor, um, the first Western New Yorker in a hundred years to be elected governor. So I think um, she had a lot sort of against her and she o- overcame them. But Zeldin ran a good campaign. He, he, he had a, um, a real strong theme on, on crime, on the economy, um, on those messages. And he really um, picked his voters. He went after people um, pretty well. But I think at the end of the day, there's a, a ceiling in New York for a, a Trump Republican. What about the state legislature? Still some races not called here. And while Democrats do remain the party in control in New York, how did Republicans fare? Um, Republicans did all right in the state um, legislative races. They picked up a couple seats, but frankly, um, not not too many. Um, look, in the, the state Senate, um, Democrats look like they're going to have 41 um, out of 63 seats. That's short of the the um, this magic two-thirds number, which helps you override a, a, a gubernatorial veto. Um, but 41 uh, seats in the Democratic majority is is the second most um, second biggest majority that we've 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 ever seen in the state Senate. So I think um, in spite of Republican gains, that's that's very impressive from the Senate Democrats. 
Um, in the assembly, it looks like uh, Democrats may be down to around 100, um, maybe 102, um, 103 members, um, which is a, a, a cut, right? They, their high number a couple years ago was 110, so they lost a couple. Um, but at the end of the day, um, they remain in that two-thirds overwhelming majority to, to hold those bodies. How do you see work in Albany going after this election? Well, I think one of the interesting sort of under the radar issues is that a number of the assembly members, the Democratic assembly members who lost were chairs of important committees. Uh, we had the chair of, of housing, um, the chair of civil service, um, you know, as well as we had the health chair and the energy chair decide not to seek reelection. Um, as a result, I think you're going to see some some real some new faces, um, some changes in how the committee structures are in Albany and, and who's running them. Um, and that could have a real big impact, probably more than um, the actual numbers of who's in and who's out in Albany. Turning now to our New York congressional races, Republicans picking up seats on Long Island, the Hudson Valley, and Central New York. So what was behind this New York red wave? Well, this this is where Republicans really did well in New York um, on the congressional level. Um, a couple factors, right? One, one is that same, um, you know, national headwinds of uh, crime and inflation and um, some of those things certainly hurt, but the biggest factor was redistricting. Um, Democrats um, tried really hard to draw lines that would have been very favorable. Um, they were rejected by the courts, both for um, being too, too partisan gerrymandered, um, but also for the process that, that um, Democrats in the legislature used to draw those lines. And as a result, um, we had an independent um, expert draw these lines and it, it seems to have made a huge difference uh, you know setting up some fair fights especially in these places where I think um, as I mentioned earlier that perhaps the registration doesn't entirely match where people are today um, Long Island and and to a lesser extent the Hudson Valley right these New York City suburbs um, really have um, you know, have have uh, changed and they've become um, much more purple, um, much more willing to support Republicans, um, certainly on Long Island, where, where crime really registered and the Hudson Valley, where where the economic mes messages really, really um, hit home as well. What kind of impact do you think these results will have on the battle for party control in D.C.? Is that still working itself out? Well, it's still working itself out. It looks like Republicans are, are, are going to hold the House of Representatives or win the House of Representatives, but by a, a very narrow margin. And it may be that, that those seats they won in New York um, are the difference between who's in charge. Uh, I, I don't think that's a, an outcome that people would have expected a year ago, that Republicans would have won the House based on their strength in New York. Um, but it's really it's really looking that way. Um, but we're going to have divided control. Um, Democrats held the United States Senate, which was a, a very big deal, um, even with this runoff um, still to go in Georgia. So that means here in, in New York, we, we're going to continue to have the majority leader of the United States Senate. 
um, that is a huge, huge, huge deal when it comes to what kind of resources the, the state can get from Washington. With the Republicans uh, in charge of the House and the Democrats in control of the U.S. Senate, what kind of scenario do you see legislatively over the next couple of years? Well, I don't think um, we're going to see a lot of legislation that is passed by both the House and, and the Senate. Um, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of this lame duck session, and, and I suspect we'll be talking more about that. Um, but there's going to be very little common ground between between both bodies. So I suspect we'll see um, a lot of um, virtue signaling from both houses um, trying to talk to their base. Um, but the margins are so narrow, people are going to have trouble even passing those in each house. So expect a lot more executive orders and executive actions uh, from the president. Which issues do you think most resonated with voters this election cycle across the country? Well, what's interesting, um, and this is sort of the response to the predictions on the on the red wave, have been how different states um, reacted to different things. Um, um, Democrats didn't do all that well in, in New York, as we talked about, but also in um, in parts of California, in Oregon. Uh, you know, it seems like in some of these bluer states, um, folks, uh, I don't want to say took some issues for granted, but but weren't motivated the same way um, folks were in other states where um, the, the electorate is more divided and the results have been more divided. Um, that's a long way around of saying um, uh, abortion seemed to really matter along with, with threats to democracy in a number of um, states where both of those things are at risk. Um, Michigan, Arizona, um, um, some places uh, along the East Coast and, and down to the, through the Midwest, um, you know, played a bigger role along with crime in the economy. Well, the end of the midterm elections is traditionally the start of the campaign for the presidency. So what are your predictions of what we'll see on the Democratic side? Does Biden run again? Well, I, I think that's something we're, we're waiting to hear from the White House. Uh, we, we learned that um, Biden did, um, you know, has been meeting with a small group of advisors planning out a presidential race. Um, some meetings overseen by his wife, um, First Lady Jill Biden. Um, so they're definitely putting the pieces together in terms of going forward. Um, but my understanding is that there won't be a decision on that for, for a couple weeks. Um, while at the same time, I, I think we're um, expecting to hear um, from pre uh, former President Trump uh, 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 very soon on, on his plans to run again. What do you think are Trump's chances of being the GOP nominee again? Well, that, that's been one of the fascinating responses to this election. We, we've seen a number of Republicans, including some who, who have been um, fairly steadfast allies of the former president, saying it's, it's time for people to move on. Um, that a number of his choices, um, people he endorsed in Republican primaries were, were contributed a lot to the reason Republicans did, did not win uh, bigger on election day so you know it seems like there's a real reckoning going on within the within the republican party i mean look I, we, we've sort of heard this before a number of times where um 
you know, some inside the Beltway folks say it's it's time for a change. And then what we've heard from um, big slices or loud slices of the, the Republican primary electorate um, is that they want Trump. Um, and until that changes, uh, we're going to continue to see a lot of Trump. Well, we'll definitely learn more as the next few weeks unfold here. Thanks so much, Jack, for that great insight. And stay on the inside track of what's happening in New York and Washington with us. Join the growing number of people who are reading our Monday Morning Memo, a weekly newsletter sent to your inbox. Sign up on our website, O'DonnellSolutions.com. That's O'DonnellSolutions.com. And for daily updates, follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn at O'Donnell and Associates. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back soon from the lobby with Jack O'Donnell.